If you look at all the villains in the course of human history, they've all believed, delusionally, in the virtue of their actions. Every villain is a hero in his own mind. Tom Hiddleston. Hello, welcome to StoryCraft, brought to you by the Pioneer Library System. I'm Amanda. And I'm Zach. Thank you for joining us today. We hope we encourage you to create your stories. Wow, Amanda. So, first of all, Tom Hiddleston, not an author. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe in his spare time, or maybe he's written a memoir. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Never mind. But I think this is a really good quote because <laughs> Tom Hiddleston's famous for playing a villain, right? He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's. You know, thought a lot about villainy. Yeah, and and doing so so compellingly mm-hmm. that they like gave him his own TV show, which is pretty <laughs> impressive. Like after they killed his character. Yeah, like, yeah, he's a favorite yeah. of a lot. Mm-hmm. What uh, what drew you to this quote? I guess. Well, I was looking for a good quote just about villains, mm-hmm. um, and even about kind of their I don't want to say their virtues, but the good part of villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how important their their importance, I'll say, okay. because today we're going to build a villain. Really, mm-hmm. that's very exciting. Uh, why? Let me start with this. Why are we building a villain? Well, um, because every story needs a struggle, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about that. Every everyone knows that a story needs a conflict, and frequently those stories, those conflicts are a struggle between you know, a protagonist and an antagonist, mm-hmm. or a hero and a villain. And, um, and I think sometimes we put a lot of work into creating a really compelling hero. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the villain is sort of shallow. I think compelling is a really good word to use there because you're right. I'm, I'm trying to think of like the movies or the stories that really resonate with me and the villains that are really compelling or, or when they could become compelling, you know, and that, that depth of character, mm-hmm. um, Obviously, the aforementioned Tom Hiddleston as as Loki is a really good example of that. A character who, man, really resonates with a lot of people uh, and really has a lot to him. And and bringing that in and turning that around and doing that sort of like heel turn, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's a face heel turn, to, to make that character a protagonist in his own right is very, very interesting. Right. And I think that what he says here where he, you know, he says that that he, the character, mm-hmm. believes in his own virtue. Right. I think is really important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that um, having a, a villain who I think that your audience is going to somewhat believe in and somewhat in a way root for and maybe feel a little bit bad about, mm-hmm. <laughs> bad about you know, you feel a little guilty for it, but you're kind of... Uh, cheering them on, I think that those are the best stories. You yeah. know, I've I, I've certainly uh, read some stories and um, where I've I've found villains that I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. they're great. Oh, absolutely. So those are the best. Yeah. So um, I was reading a book called Right Starts. Um, it's a Hoopla ebook by Hal Zena. Great name. And yeah, yeah. And uh, he he was talking about creating how to create characters, and he says to Build a composite of people that you know, okay. which I thought was kind of goofy, but um, I thought it would be a fun exercise for us to do today um, in building a villain. And uh, so I had this idea that we would 
we would build a villain by using heroes. Mm, okay. So the idea here is that you you think what he was suggesting is that you think about the people in your life and you take parts of them and you put them together to build a character. So you might take like uh, the way that one person uh, walks or the way that one person really loves to cook and you know like that all those different different parts of a personality and put them together and you you have a composite character. I like that. I like that a lot like a kind of a, a Voltron of of heroes but mm-hmm. it's a dark Voltron. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to do that. Yeah, using okay. the heroes but we're going to make yeah, we're going to make a a dark Voltron. A dark Voltron. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Also, I like that. please don't steal that Bandai or Netflix or whoever owns the rights now, because that's my idea. Please, <laughs> OC, please do not steal. Copyright 2021. Okay. <laughs> so I printed off a list of AFI's 100 Years, 100 Heroes, and Villains. So this Ooh. is a rank of um, the best heroes and the best villains. Of, we don't need the villain list, but this is the best heroes in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's... I don't know really how they came up with this list, but it's it's a pretty decent list of characters in movies. Um, oh, I do want to say like these top three on both sides are super interesting to me. The top three villains, Hannibal Lecter, Norman Bates, and Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. You got to That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel like that's good company. Yeah. Now, when we get down to Nurse Ratched, that's when I, <laughs> I have questions because... Have you seen, have you been witnessed One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest? I don't, no, I have not. I don't, I don't know that one. I, uh, I've, I've witnessed this movie over the pandemic and okay. over lockdown. And the whole time I kept thinking like, she's trying to help these people. Like, oh, okay. And they're just, this guy's so being a real think, jerk. Yeah. So you don't think that she's, she deserves her spot as I, number five of the worst villain. I think if we're doing as antagonist as in like, you're she's just the obstacle for the protagonist of the mm-hmm. story, you know, the focus, then yes, absolutely. Okay. And I think that that's, again, part of one of these, what makes a really good quote unquote villain mm-hmm. is that they are complex. They do have a lot of uh, of facets to their character. Right. Um, and even if you don't, as you, I think you said this before, like even if you don't see those facets on the page, you still know they're there as, right. a, as a reader. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I th- I think it's a pretty decent list, and yeah, I want to know like how did you choose your the best villains? Mm-hmm. Are they just pure evil, or is it because they have some depth to them? I think but, the I yeah. think the boring answer is they probably did a vote, but <laughs> who did you love the most? Yeah, exactly. But I think I agree. Yeah, because boy, right underneath Darth Vader, the Wicked Witch of the West, mm. and those are two very different <laughs> villains. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh wow, so interesting. I. The alien in Alien. That's great. Well, there's, yes, yeah. There are a lot of, um, there are a lot of movies that are mm-hmm. on both lists because Ellen Ripley is number eight of the best hero. Yeah, exactly. Gotta agree with that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad she b- broke top 10. I would almost put top five. Like, that's how good I, I really love that character. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'd probably drop Will Kane from High Noon <laughs> out of the top 10, but that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> So we've talked about this before, about the need to have a really uh, complete character. You really need to know a lot about your character, but mm-hmm. you don't need to make these details explicit in your narrative. You, but you as the writer need to know all of these things. So you want to make sure that you that we have all of this information. So if we have like details from 
oh, okay, what do we have in here? Okay, Robin Hood from the Adventures of Robin Hood. If we Mm -hmm. have some particular detail about our component of that character that we want to add into our villain. It doesn't have to be a part of the story. It could just be something that adds to the depth of the villain. So it doesn't have to be something that we include in the story. Sure. It's just something to add some depth to them. So, yeah, you touched on that a minute ago. I just want to make sure we said it out loud. (laughs) Well, in the spirit of getting started, you pointed out Robin Hood. Can Mm -hmm. I say I think Robin Hood is a great place to start? Do you? Why? Why is that? Well, he's a literal criminal. Literally a criminal. Uh, He has a criminal network that robs people and steals their stuff and lives in the woods and makes trouble for the establishment. And first of all, that's so punk rock. That rules. (laughs) Um, But also, it's very easy to get from there to twist that to be the villain, right? If you were doing the Prince John's, not Prince John, the Sheriff of Nottingham story. Mm -hmm. I guess Prince John. No, it's King John. King John, yeah. Yeah, he's King John. Who's the bigger villain there, King John or the Sheriff? It's King Richard prince john right oh yeah because prince the, john is holding his place while yeah. he's off to the that's right because he's the brother mm-hmm. i don't boy this is okay we're, we're going down the rabbit hole. yeah let's go get out of that <laughs> rabbit hole and into the foxhole with robin hood okay. whoa um yes i agree the the if you switch that protagonist and you turn it into oh this is the the sheriff of nottingham story who's you know a law-abiding citizen quote unquote um then you could very easily, I think, turn the Robin Hood into uh, the villain. But mm-hmm. if we're just talking about what taking part of that, taking his lion arm off and adding it to our dark Voltron, I, I think that that criminal network, that that would be the start for me is maybe where I would begin. Or maybe that desire to redistribute um, the wealth of, of people like that's a mm-hmm. big one like a lot of bond villains have like a similar type of thing you know what's mm-hmm. what's your take so you're saying that if we if we took this and we were looking at it from a different perspective i th- i think so but we want to or is that that's the is that the part of robin hood that you want to take is I, his criminal uh, well thing? i think it's low-hanging fruit and okay. i yeah. very short so that's why i was kind of like that idea his lack of respect for the law yes that that's a good one that's okay. we'll do that the lack of respect for the law okay um, i think that's a really solid way to, to put that so i'm going to write that down on okay. my notebook lack of respect for law r h perfect i would add uh and order how about and that order yes and order okay because he, he could be a lover of chaos. He could love chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's true for Robin Hood. A real and it trickster. Could be certainly true for this villain who doesn't have to rep, he doesn't have to uh, look like Robin Hood at all. No, not, doesn't have to wear the hat or have the fur or anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It's funny because you're thinking of the, I am. The I really animated am. When well, I'm not thinking of that one. My touchstone for Robin Hood for a long time was actually not the end. It was the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Yeah. Which I, I still maintain is the superior Robin Hood. Don't add us. Totally okay. Um, so if I, I went for the Robin Hood, mm-hmm. who's your hero from this list? Where do you want to go next? Well, okay. As much as I love Ellen Ripley, mm-hmm. I, I one of my favorite movies is It's a Wonderful Life. So I'm going to choose George Bailey. Wow. Okay. Because I think it would be really hard to, I mean, he's, he's really fantastic mm-hmm. as a character. I don't know how I would pick anything from him and turn it into um, a characteristic for a villain. Sure. 
but let's see. Um, <laughs> what are some of what are some of the what were some of the characteristics of George Bailey? Uh, he's he's loyal. Very loyal. I think that that's he's ambitious. Ambitious, but he but his loyalty trumps his ambition. Isn't there a? So I don't know that 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 would go for a villain. Well. If his ambition, mm-hmm. loyalty trumps his ambition. I think it could. I think so too. Villain. I think that that's kind of like a. That's his main kind of thing that tears him. Yeah, I'm. I'm picturing the fourth, fourth Die Hard movie. What? Die another Die Hard. Live for your Die Hard. I think is what it's called. <laughs> You're Tim, have to remind me. That's fine. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. 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 Sure. Tim. Mm-hmm. That guy. Tim Oli. I can picture him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> His villain, his motivation is very similar in that, that like his, he was really loyal to the government and then they kind of like turned on him. Okay. And so he was like, oh, well, you, I set all these problems and now look at how bad things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the fact that I'm the only person who remembers that character probably is a signal that's not a great villain. But uh, that's kind of when you say like his loyalty trumps his ambition. I could really actually see a villain who is like, you know, has this lack of respect for law and order, but is also super loyal to whatever it is that he cares about, or maybe to those people that he cares about, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's the George Bailey thing, is it's right. loyalty to people. Right? It's loyalty to people. and mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, he's very loyal to his, his principles. Okay. So no matter what, I mean, like it would have benefited him personally and his family if he would have sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Mr. Potter, and he chooses not to. He, cho- so, he chooses not to. Loyalty to his community. Loyalty to his... Yeah. Loyalty. I want to put that down. I want to know a villain that's loyal to his community. Loyal to community. Okay. Loyal to community. There's a challenge for you. Well, the challenge then is what is a community, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll fix that in post. <laughs> um, okay. 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 That's a challenge because I really like George Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about... What's your next one? What oh do you like? Oh, boy. Uh, so I'm looking at this list. We have Atticus Finch, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. There's a lot of good ones on here. You mentioned Butch Cassidy. I do like Butch Cassidy, but I haven't seen it. Oh. So I can't speak How do you to like it. Butch Cassidy if you've never seen it? Well, I liked that... Th- never mind. It tickled me. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay. The, the list tickled me. Spartacus? Spartacus is good. Okay. I can see that being yeah. easily something... You could you could add to a villain. Is here's my question, my worry. Is the Spartacus um dark arm, dark Voltron arm, too similar to the Robin Hood dark Voltron arm in the sense of okay. this lack yeah. of but he's also very loyal to to his people, right? Like that's the whole thing, he's loyal to those slaves, he's mm-hmm. fighting against that corrupt yeah. system. Yeah, you're right. That's boring. Okay. <laughs> what about uh what about Rocky? Rocky's good. Rocky, I love a Rocky. So good. His okay, yes. Whole life was a million to one shot. Amanda. Yeah. 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 Um, the greatest tagline any movie's ever had. I. Okay. Yes. I really like Rocky. Okay. For this. Okay. What what aspect of Rocky are you gonna steal? He's a scrapper. He's a scrapper. He's not. He's not afraid to get in there and get dirty, mix mm-hmm. things up. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who lot of he has ambition. He has drive. He has the fight, the will to succeed. He's got, if you will, <laughs> don't do it. The eye <laughs> yeah. of the tiger. Uh, yes. Darn it, Zach. I know, right? Uh, 
Okay. Okay. So I think that 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 would be what I would take that singular ambition, that yeah. drive. Okay. Yeah. Rocky um, is Rocky's great. Multi community. You could totally yeah put that for a villain. I'm gonna okay. put that drive to survive. Okay, I've got a good one. Okay. Clarice Starling. So good. Yes. Okay. Tell me more about. Okay. Because she she has that that internal conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants to do, okay, she wants to do the right thing. But she has those internal demons. Mm-hmm. I want I want the villain with the internal demons. You want the internal demons? Mm-hmm. Because in Clarice's case, those are the motivation, not the motivation. Well, they're foundational to her protagonist nature, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's her overcoming those. Or... I just think I want to steal her nightmares. <laughs> just straight up nightmares. Just steal the nightmares. Okay. I'll put that in here. Nightmares. Clarice's nightmares. Does she hear the lambs? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's easy. A villain should have nightmares. What? And that makes them that 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 gives us some compassion for the villain. Yes. Okay. Nightmares to generate pa- compassion. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Compassion. Okay. Excellent. I really like that a lot. What do we have so far? We have uh, Robin Hood with his lack of respect for law and order. Okay. We have George Bailey for because he's loyal to his community. Mm-hmm. Rocky. He's got the drive to survive. Um, Clarice. Who has the nightmares that generate compassion from the audience, from okay. the from the reader. So so far we have a villain mm-hmm. that has no respect for law and order, so right. maybe a little bit chaotic, mm-hmm. and uh, is haunted by some kind of nightmares. Mm-hmm. Very ambitious, drive to survive. Yes. Dedicated to some community. Community. Okay. Some. I think some group. I feel like that is the. If you were like, let's make the villain and then build the story around that, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. to me would be the the foundation is that loyalty to the community. Um, let's talk about it after a quick break to hear about some more programs from Pioneer. I like that. Like this podcast? You can make your own. This show is recorded in the Maker Lab at our Norman Central Library at 103 West Acres here in Norman, Oklahoma, where we have 3D printers, laser cutting and engraving, audio and video labs, and so much more. Come today and try out our tech or feel free to contact us at 405-701-2614 for more information. So we were talking about a community as a motivating factor. I think... Then this is thing is going to help us pick like maybe the next couple of hero Voltron things. Mm-hmm. I guess a Voltron is five things until it gets like the sword or the the whatever. Okay, but um, I I I think the community is good. The community and this idea of like there's someone that our villain is l- trying to help, trying to like uh I don't know, trying to better without regard for the rules of that society, and I. Immediately, yeah. I'm starting to think of like, isn't it in the one of the new, maybe the second Daniel Craig, no, third Daniel Craig James Bond? Okay. No, nope, I'm gonna skip away. I do not remember enough about that movie, but I'm thinking that like, like a real like upending the social order type of thing. That that might be the 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 villain plot. Okay. And I think I like that because it's like all good villains, 
you kind of get it. You're like, yeah, the system is busted and we need to fix it. But is it this way? Is this the best way to go about it? What would be your, if we're getting, we've got the Voltron arms, we've got the feet, what would be the Voltron head? Who, who would we pick for that? Hmm. I don't know. Does one of these like really jump out to you? No. No? I see so much similarity here in these heroes. It's kind of, right? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. What about... <laughs> I thought this... I don't know why. I saw uh, Arthur Chipping and I was immediately thinking Alvin. And, I thought I said Alvin and the Chipmunks for a second. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what about... Uh, Woodward and Bernstein. I think that's really good from all the president's men. And I think thematically it fits. Let me make my pitch to you. Okay. So Woodward and Bernstein famous in the movie anyway. Um, I mean, famous in real life too. But the whole thing is like they're trying to uncover this like conspiracy of wrongdoing by mm -hmm. the president's men, mm -hmm. the titular president's men um, and the president himself that you know, at the expense of, you know, possibly their reputations, possibly their their loved ones, uh, mm -hmm. their careers, their lives, the things that are important to them. And their drive to survive is so intense, Drive their will um, is so intense that they eventually succeed, right? They like come up with this and against all the obstacles. So I think this idea that would maybe be one of the motivations or maybe like the goal might be to release something, like to release information um, to to let the world know to to bring to light something bad that's happening to the villains community, like mm -hmm. so because maybe not enough people know about it. You know, I don't yeah. know. What what do you think? Yeah, I think that that's I think that's good, and that I'm trying to figure out how to turn that into villainy. Right, that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Norma Ray and kind of thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I was Baron Brockovich, like yeah. a similar deal, right? <laughs> yeah. I think we're all, yeah. Well, this is on the okay. same page. Like, like we all have the same, we, or we both have the same motivation, but it's the same component of the character. But I don't know how to turn it into um, bad behavior. Well, I think, <laughs> or how they have a maybe a um, a noble motivation, mm -hmm. but turn it into bad behavior. And I don't know that we need we even need to figure that out There's, you've got some good motivation mm -hmm. you know you want to protect your community but you're you go too far with it right and we see that we see that a lot i think that's the thing right it's about going too far mm -hmm. or you know maybe the methods are not good you know thanos mm -hmm. just wanted to you know save the galaxy but to do so he had to destroy half of it and it's like <laughs> ah, maybe that's too far i don't yeah. know well and go back to the first one where mm -hmm. you know maybe you have a maybe because of the nightmares you yes. have such yes. a uh, you know, and you maybe have such a lack of respect for order and, you know, you, you exist in chaos. You're going to do whatever it takes. You have that such ambition, mm -hmm. you know, that we stole from Rocky and fighting spirit. You're just you're just going to go. There's no there's no stopping. There's no there's there's no self-restraint. Yes. This character just is motivated from noble means you know yeah but just goes too far just too takes far. it too far 
I like and that a lot. It turns them into a villain. Boy, and I'm already thinking like you could go a lot of it. You could do like a weird Dan Brown thing where maybe the community is like people who get cancer and this person is trying to like eradicate cancer or something. And there's like a whole, you know, weird conspiracy yeah. surrounding that. Or maybe it's yeah. a. It's like tunnel vision. No yes. matter how many people it hurts, I'm going to do this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. I like it too. And I feel like what's interesting to me is we've arrived at what we could have started, right? We could have just said, yeah, this villain wants to do whatever it takes, no matter the cost. Mm -hmm. But we did the foundational work of like, here's the things that motivate this villain. Here's the things that this villain believes in or wants or the traits that we're taking. And that's always going to help make it stronger. When you come to a scene, you're like, my villain has to do something in this scene. Mm -hmm. What do they do? Yeah. And that's always going to help. That's going to exist for you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Huh? I kind of like where we ended up. I, Me too. I like that. And so I think we have a good start mm -hmm. on a neat on a neat villain. So hopefully that's a fun activity for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to talk about um, some library materials that I found. This activity was inspired by um, some a, a, a suggestion from the book Write Starts, which is a Hoopla ebook by Hal Zena. I also found um, some books that had to do with drawing villains, Ooh. which I thought was kind of fun. That's interesting. Yeah. Like physically drawing. Right, right. There's yeah. one about drawing manga. Uh huh. It's manga, not manga, right? I'm just. No comment. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I know that um, that's not something that I read, but. I think it's manga. I've been told it's manga, but I've been saying it wrong for years. So I apologize I to everybody who's ever heard me say manga. Let's split the difference and go manja. <laughs> okay. It's called Heroes and Villains by Peter Gray. And there's also um, a book called Learn to Draw Star Wars Villains. Oh, yeah. And um, that's an adult nonfiction book. And it looked really, really detailed and really pretty neat. Um, there's also a teen book called it's an anthology called Because You Hate Me, 13 Tales of Villainy. Mm. It's full of short stories um, written from the perspective of villains. Oh, so that looks cool. really neat. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. So check those out and um, if, for, for some more bits on villains. So I have a tip and tool also. Oh, okay. So Let's hear it. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I really so, like this section because it was like, and here's our tip and tool. It's like, well, we do tip and tool the whole time, but like, this is like a good this one. This is like a, a little focused one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this this comes from a website called. Let me see if I can find it. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, oh one stop for writers dot com oh. offers this checklist. Um, when writing a backstory for a character, this isn't limited to just villains, but I think we do that a lot for villains. You want to give their backstory. Um, and it says, be sure to ask yourself this, these, if it, the backstory is pertinent to the story. And so run through this checklist. Number one, does the backstory tie directly to the current actions of the scene? Hmm. So if you're going to go back and tell a backstory needs to be directed to the scene or related to the scene that you're in sure number two do readers need this information to gain a deeper understanding of what is at stake and number three if this information is left out will the scene be greatly diminished yes so ask yourself those three things before adding in a backstory and 
I really like that. Those are such good boiled down mm-hmm. condensed advice, like yeah. tied directly to the current actions. Yeah, a hundred percent of the scene. And if it's not, then mm-hmm. you really need to consider if, if you're just adding right. extra stuff that is just going to distract from the momentum of your story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what about our writing prompt for today? Can I re- can I give the Please writing prompt? Please do. Okay, thank you. I like this one. I like this one a lot too. I read it and I was really excited. Um, you are an embryo frozen for over 200 years you were finally birthed but at this point everyone else on earth has been genetically modified to perfection you are the last human with flaws that's the prompt i think that's good i think that's first of all that's a million dollar ya novel right there (laughs) um and second of all i feel like it's it's just gonna write itself like that's so good that's a good (laughs) prompt I, I hope so. I hope that I hope that some of our listeners will roll right in a story based on that prompt. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and if you do write a story, please share it with us by emailing podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org with the subject line Storycraft. We might read it on a future episode. Thanks a lot, Absolutely. guys. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.